Bloody Elbow presents the Level Change Podcast, the combat sports variety show that brings you analysis, fight announcements, and insightful discussion of MMA's biggest headlines. Paid Bloody Elbow Podcast Substack subscribers will hear bonus content, if available, at the end of the broadcast. Be sure to subscribe at bloodyelbow.substack.com for our newsletter and at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com for our podcast network. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Elbow, Facebook at facebook.com slash bloodyelbowblog, and as always, on bloodyelbow.com. Thanks for listening. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes and Victor Rodriguez. Bloody Elbow Podcasts are proud to be sponsored by RevGear. They've been a pioneer in the industry and have grown into a formidable brand and true leader in the MMA gear market. Bloody Elbow listeners get 20% off. Go to RevGear.com slash Bloody Elbow email sign up. Hello and welcome back to this very special standalone episode of the Level Change Podcast. I'm your host, Steffi Haynes, and joining me today is Tim Bissell, one of my bosses, actually, and a good friend. And he runs Sumo Stomp, which is all the business if you're into sumo wrestling. Tim, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. So let's let's talk about what's happening currently. So why are we here? Tell me about what the tournament is right now. Well, this Sunday is very exciting. It's the start of the Kyushu Basho. Basho means tournament. Uh, so this tournament's happening in Kyushu, which is uh, in the southern part of, of the country. Usually tournaments are in Tokyo, uh, but they finish the year in uh, Kyushu every year. Uh, so this is the last tournament of the year. It starts on Sunday and runs for two weeks. So ending two Sundays from now, and uh, there's a lot to play for in this tournament. Now, there, uh, the one thing that I uh, notice a lot is we see a lot of terminology that can cross over into regular wrestling. Uh, you know, one of the, the greatest wrestlers ever was Yokozuna. Tell me what a Yokozuna is. Well, sumo wrestling is uh, a sport where everybody is ranked. Uh, before each tournament, a ranking document comes out called a Banzuke. And at the very top of the Banzuke is the Yokozuna. The Yokozuna is the best of the best. It's the highest rank you can be in sumo. And it's a rank which comes with a lot of obligations. You have to represent the sport of sumo. Uh, it's almost like um, a mix between a, a warrior and a priest kind of thing. You, you have to do a lot of religious ceremonies. And uh, you're also expected when you compete to be a dominating force. Uh, you're supposed to win as much as possible and uh, just really put your stamp on every tournament you go into. Uh, right now, there's only one uh, Yokozuna in, uh, in Grand Sumo right now. His name is Turuno Fuji, and he's been injured a lot. So most of the tournaments we've seen this year have been without any Yokozuna. So I'm over here on your bloody elbow, five questions about this tournament, five big questions. 
I want to get your opinion. Will a new Yokozuna be crowned at Kyushu? Uh, excuse me. Uh, I think there's a good chance we could see a new Yokozuna soon. Uh, there's only been 73 Yokozuna in the couple of hundred years where uh, Sumo has been ranked in this way. And currently there is a wrestler called Takakesho, and he is an Ozeki. Ozeki is the ranking below uh, Yokozuna. And it's to be ranked Ozeki is also a, it's a very big deal. Like uh, the Ozeki uh, historically is seen as the like the right hand man or the sword bearer of the Yokozuna. And just to reach Ozeki status is a massive accomplishment for a sumo wrestler and, and thing very few uh, wrestlers are ever able to do. But to make that leap from Ozeki to Yokozuna is also very difficult. And it's seen the the base metric for being qualified to be promoted is two tournament wins back-to-back. Uh, that's like the lowest possible criteria. After that, the Japan Sumo Association needs to uh, approve it, and there's lots of other mitigating factors they think about. They think about the, someone's character, the, their style of sumo, and things like that. So Takakesho... He won the last tournament, the Aki Basho, in September. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if he wins in Kyushu, it could be enough to get him over that hump. However, Takakesho is a bit of a polarizing figure. He has a style of sumo, which is a bit love it or hate it. He is a pusher thruster. So it's exactly what it says on the tin. He pushes and thrusts. He pushes you down. He pushes you out. He doesn't do a lot of the crafty stuff where... It's, a, it's more like other wrestlers may grab your belt and go for throws, which are more reminiscent of what you see in judo. But pusher thrusters are more just brutal. I'm the hammer, you're the nail, and I'm going to smash you. And some observers think it's a less artful form of sumo. And uh, Takakesho has been definitely branded with that, that brush of, you know, what he does is just, it's so one-dimensional and uh, doesn't have a lot of the, the grace and dignity that some some may want from a from a yokozuna. I love his nickname, the the angry hamster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he's a popular figure online. A lot of people really like him, and a lot of people uh, really dislike him. And he that's uh, the way the last tournament ended really helped that uh, for both reasons. He he won the last tournament with a henka, which is a move where off the beginning clash, which is called the Tachi Ai. Uh, usually you see wrestlers just smash into each other head first and go from there. The Henka is a move where you anticipate that and you sidestep and you let the other wrestler basically fall on their face. And some people see it as a really dirty move. Other people, myself included, I think it's just part of the overall strategy you have to have in your game and that it's a, it's a good thing to mix in and out. And... You know, I like it when guys aren't so predictable that they're always going to do the same thing. So I thought it was quite brilliant for Takakesho, who is so known for being such a powerful force going forwards and smashing his opponents to, to mix it up and, and, and win with uh, such a tricky move. But it adds more fuel to the fire of people who dislike his sumo and don't want to see him as a, as a Yokozuna. Your second question here, are the Oziki jitters over? Tell me about the Oziki jitters because this is the the rankings right under the Yokozuna. So who's got the jitters and why? 
Well, Ozeki, as I said, is a very big deal to be in Ozeki, and uh, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, earlier this year, one of the main storylines in Sumo was the Ozeki crisis. There was only one Ozeki on the Banzuke, and that was Takakesho. A lot of other Ozekis weren't doing well enough, and they were getting demoted. And this year, we've seen two uh, new promotions to Ozeki. We've seen Kirishima and Hoshoryu, uh, both of whom are fantastic wrestlers. They they are not pusher thrusters. They are uh, guys who like to throw, who like to trip, who uh, have great fight IQ and who are just very fun to watch. They're both young as well. Uh, they're both Mongolian. Uh, they both trained judo together when they were kids. May I, uh, so may I interject for one moment? What's that? Uh, I was going to interject for one moment. Could you back up for a moment and tell us about the Mongolian connection here? Because Mongolia plays a huge part in this, correct? Oh, yeah. The the Mongolians have, uh, have ran sumo for the last couple of decades. There is, like, if Takakesho becomes Yokozuna, he's Japanese. Uh, he would only be the second Japanese Yokozuna since 1988. Uh, the current Yokozuna, Turuna Fuji, is Mongolian. Uh, the last uh, couple of Yokozuna who have all retired have been Mongolian, including Hakuho, who was the Michael Jordan of sumo, the, the greatest sumo wrestler ever. ever. Uh, someone many people think is one of the greatest sportsmen ever. Uh, so a number of, well, most of the previous Yokozuna will be Mongolian. And it's the... The majority of sumo wrestlers are Japanese, but after Japanese, the most represented nation in sumo is uh, Mongolian. Wow. So back to these jitters. Who do you think yeah, is going to so, c- come out on top uh, of the Ozeki? Well, Hoshiryu and Kirishima in the last tournament, both of them looked a little shaky. It was Hoshiryu's first tournament since uh, being promoted. And he's a character. He's only uh, 25. He's very young. Uh, wrestler, and he's uh, a nephew of a former Yokozuna. And so he is he is known for being very cool and like kind of uh, comment to my wife, we call him Blue Steel sometimes because he does this little look mm-hmm. uh, before a match which kind of looks like Zoolander. He kind of stares into the crowd. <laughs> uh, so he's known for his cold stare and just being very cool and collected. But in the last tournament, he did not look like that. He was he was rushing. He he. He lost a couple of bouts, falling on his butt, falling on his face. It was it was very unlike him. And the only explanation is is just the, the nerves of becoming Ozeki. Mm-hmm. And previously we saw Kirishima, who was also just an amazing wrestler, have that a similar kind of shaky performance in his first two um, appearances as Ozeki. But both of them, towards the end of the last tournament, kind of seemed to uh, improve towards the final day and uh, picked up big wins in those last couple of days. So hopefully uh, we have two or well, three, including Taiki Keisho, really good Ozeki on top of their game heading into uh, Kyushu and uh, ready to battle it out and, uh, and perform being both healthy and in a good headspace. So uh, that'll be very fun for people watching to see three guys uh, hopefully on top of their game and staying on top of their game. Quick question. If I wanted to go to one of these, is there a process to the, to be able to attend one of these? Um, are there select people that get to go, or is it open for everyone? Just curious. It's open for everyone. It's just you have to book 
way in advance because the tickets go quickly. Mm. And uh, there's you can go with a tour guide. Um, there's lots of tour guide packages for visitors to Japan to, to go and watch sumo. Um, but it happens. Tournaments are 15 days long, and it's wrestling every single day of that 15 days. So there's, there's opportunities. There's lots of dates. Yeah. Uh, it's just like get in there early to get your tickets. Is there one tournament that's bigger and better than all of them? Maybe something that happens once a year or once every three years or anything like that? No, they, in Grand Sumo, there's the tournaments happen every two months okay. and they alternate between Tokyo and other places. So each one has its own flavor. Ah. Um, but I, I don't think either or any of them have a, especially a high status on any, over any of the others. It's, in Sumo, the tournaments are very much standalone. Mm. Um, so it's just see who is the champion of, for example, the Kyushu Basho in 2023. It's not so much um, like leading up to a Super Bowl or something like that. Okay. It's just here's this is the tournament happening this month, and uh, here's our rankings for everyone in this tournament, and uh, let's see who wins. I like it. It's like never-ending tournaments, so no one ever gets to really perch at the top for a great long period of time, right? Only if you're the best. Only, Only if you can get that Yokozuna uh, promotion and then stay there. Many Yokozuna uh, will retire instead of uh, losing. Mm-hmm. So if their, their record starts to slip, they'll just call it a day. So Hakuo, who I mentioned previously, is, is so amazing because he just stayed at the top for, for years and years and, and, and racked up championships uh, nonstop. And we haven't seen anything like that since or really prior to it. Sumo is steeped in tradition, like going back centuries. Have we ever seen any Yokozuna or Ozeki like like kicked out? Have, has there been anyone that's been like the, the, the black sheep that just was a troublemaker and they were like, you know what, you got to go? Um, yeah, there's uh, certain characters who, uh, who have come and gone who have been known as uh, quote-unquote bad boys. Uh, Hosho Ryu, one of the Ozekis I mentioned, his uncle is Asa Shoryu, and he was the 68th Yokozuna, and he was the great rival of uh, Hakuho, the the Michael Jordan. This was the this was his uh, most fearsome rival, and they were known to have uh, have bouts where emotion would like be on full display. Whereas in sumo, you're not supposed to show much, if any, emotion. Uh-huh. But Hakuho and Asa Shoryu were both known to to kind of let it fly at times. Asasho Ryo a little bit more than uh, Hakuho, and he got a reputation of being a bit of a bad boy. And he wasn't kicked out. Um, anything like that, it's kind of more subtle. Mm. There's like pressures behind the scenes to retire. Uh, this year, we had a, another Mongolian wrestler called Ichinojo announce his retirement, and he was a former Sekawake, which is the rank below Ozeki. And he was basically pressured to retire because he... I had a drinking problem and he was uh, getting into brawls and uh, he once or allegedly hit the uh, wife of his stable master. Oof. And this year, the, the Japan Sumo Association were getting calls from the neighbors of the, uh, of the stable saying there was just parties going on and it was just too loud into the night. And it was apparently a Chinojo just uh, living it up and, and being a bit of a terror to his neighbors. So he retired, and the official word was that it was back problems. I'm sure he did have back problems. He's massive. All of these guys have back and knee problems. 
but later in the tabloids in Japan, it came out that that move was uh, because his stable master was pressuring him to to walk away from the sport because of his behavior. Mm-hmm. So we see that a lot of these guys, these are just like any sport. You've got some guys who are a little more uh, colorful. Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> getting in trouble. We certainly see that in MMA all the time. Yeah, and uh, sumo has had a number of those characters too. So we have three more questions on your your um, your post here that I want to go through because I like these. Okay, tell yeah. me about Atama Fuji and his fluke or possible fluke. Was it a fluke? A fluke at Akibasho? So Atama Fuji was uh, one of the like real highlights of the last tournament. The twenty-one-year-old. Uh, coming into a top division for only the second time in his career. Previously, he was a little too young, and he made it to the top division and uh, lost and and was quickly demoted. But he won the second division prior to this, and he came into a top division, which is known as Makauchi, and he just stormed through the competition. He is, if you imagine like what a sumo wrestler would look like in like a dictionary, he he is that. He looks exactly how you'd imagine a sumo wrestler. Uh, but interestingly, not all sumo wrestlers look like that. There's lots of sumo wrestlers who are small, who are slimmer, who are more muscular. But Atama Fuji is that prototypical, you know, Japanese sumo wrestler look. And he is strong. He is fast. He, he is great with his throws. He was just very exciting. And he got himself into a situation where it was either him or Takakesho who could win uh, the tournament. And he is the he was the victim of that henka that Takakesho did. He dove in against... Uh, the more experienced Ozeki and ended up flat on his face and sadly left left the ring crying uh, after he lost his chance of a championship. But he's a he's a very a very um likable character. He has he has a lisp, so uh he's he's he seems quite cute with his with his lisp. Uh, his sister is the head coach of a of a very well known high school sumo program and she's the first uh, woman to, to have that role. Uh, so he's he's a very popular figure within the sport and within wider Japan, and he also comes from an incredible stable. Turuna Fuji is his stable mate, hence why they both have Fuji in their surname. Uh, he he has a, a number of uh, stable mates in the top division, uh, so he has a, a lot to live up to. And he's been because of his performance in the last Basho, he's been ranked higher, which means he'll get matched against tougher opponents right from the get go. So it'll be fascinating to see if he can steamroll through supposedly better opponents like he was uh, last time out. Or it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe he was just lucky in that first thing. We'll see. I think, personally, I think uh, I think he was more talented than he was lucky. So so I think we'll see big things from Otama Fuji in Kyushu. So he's like Sumo's baby boy right now. Yes. There's 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 a couple. There's a lot of really good rookies at the moment. They're really good young wrestlers. uh, But he's the one that's sort of like the mascot. The way you described him, he's really cute with the lisp and everybody loves him and he's real sweet and everything. He's the baby boy. He's the Chase Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Okay, let's get to the fourth question. And hopefully I don't butcher this name. Can Hokuro Fuji stay in the Sanyaku? I need you to tell me what the Sanyaku is and tell us a little bit about a Hok- Hokuro Fuji. So the Sanyaku is the 
the collective term for the upper-ranked wrestlers, which includes the Yokozuna, the Ozeki, the Sekawaki, and the Komusubi. So beyond those ranks, you're just ranked by number. But once you get past the numbered ranks, you get one of those titles. And Hokoto Fuji has been promoted to Komusubi, sort of the lowest rank on that Sanyako, or the upper rankings, uh, as you'd call it. And uh, he is a guy who's also very, very popular. He has a lot of character. Like, he's a guy, you look at him, and I don't know, you'd, you'd think of him as a typical sumo wrestler, but he just has a very interesting look. He has a big, bold spot right in the right in the middle of his hair where they, the power state draw back to make a traditional uh, ginkgo leaf. So he's very recognizable. And uh, he has a, has a very extreme, like, uh, ritual before he fights where he really pumps himself up. He, he slaps himself. He slaps his shoulders, he slaps his his glutes, he slaps his face, and he just gets really, really amped. And he's very exciting to watch get ready. And his style, his style of sumo is also exciting. He's a bit of that pusher thruster, uh, but he can do a bit more. He's very quick on his feet. And in the last couple of tournaments, he's really um, done well against those upper-ranked elite wrestlers. Uh, he, he beat Takakesho, Hoshiryu, and Kirishima. And those were his first three assignments in the last tournament, all three Ozeki, like a murderer's row. And he beat each of them in, in pretty good style. And uh, the tournament prior to that, he he came close. He he, uh, he almost won the tournament, but he lost on the last day to Hosho Ryu. So it'll be interesting to see if he can keep up that kind of form. Throughout his career, he's been a bit up and down. He's been promoted to this rank before and then immediately been demoted for losing for getting a losing record. Uh, but given what we've seen of him this year, this could be the year where he he can kind of really stamp his authority on those upper rankings and maybe stick around and perhaps progress beyond Komasubi, uh, which would be fun because he's he's a very fun guy to watch and uh, has a lot of fans. Question: I'm looking through these pictures and I'm noticing lots of wraps. Is there a limit on how much they can wrap? Because I am seeing wraps on toes, oh. fingers. Some of these guys look like mummies. They have yes. so much wrapping on. And your guy that we were just talking about with bald spot there, he is wrapped on two toes, one yeah. finger, one wrist, one thumb, and his entire right leg. Yeah. So well, so much of our, the not just the the competitions they do, but the training involves really sliding across the clay and doing a lot of um, like skimming your foot just along the clay. So these guys' feet get really beat up. Like the soles of their feet, their toes get like a tremendous amount of beating. So most sumo wrestlers have wraps around the soles of their feet and their toes and their ankles and their knees and their wrists and their fingers and anywhere else you can you can slap a, a wrap on. They're usually bandaged. All right. Final question. And again... Oh, this Apologies. is a good one for you to try and pronounce. Yeah, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have you read the question for me because I don't want to ruin his name. Okay. So how will Wakatakakage... Wait, let me, say, let me hear you say that one more time. <laughs> Wakatakakage. That's great. I love it. Yeah, and his brother... He, there's three brothers. The Waka brothers. There's Wakatakakage, Wakamotoharo... And Wakataka Komoto. And Waka Flock of Flame. Maybe, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> so but, tell me um, about the, his 10 month layoff and why it's important in this tournament. So Wakataka Kage 
is he was Sekawake, very high ranked and very popular because uh, he is a sumo wrestler, which when you, he's more of the muscular build, uh, he does a lot more of the creative crafty kind of wrestling and he's just really good. Uh, but in March, he had a terrible injury. He tore his ACL. Uh, he was basically hoisting a much larger wrestler up. They both kind of turned, twisted, and pivoted on the edge of the ring and slammed down uh, right on the apron. And he took a lot of that brunt force on his knee, on the outside of his knee, and caused that catastrophic knee injury. Uh, but because that bout was so hard to tell who won that, they ran it back immediately, which is what we do in sumo. If you can't decide a winner, you just do an immediate rematch. So on a busted ACL, he won the rematch. And then he was out of the tournament. And because he was out of a tournament for the last two days, those count as losses. So he, he had a losing record for that tournament. And then he had surgery on his ACL. So he was out for the next couple of tournaments. And when you're out for an entire tournament, it scored your record is scored as zero wins, zero losses, and, and 15 absences. So that's still a losing record. So your ranking suffers for that record. So by not competing for three tournaments, he's been demoted from the Sekawaki in the top division all the way down to the third division, which is the Makushita, which is a division where you don't even get a salary. Wow. Uh, one of the best wrestlers in the entire sport is probably competing this month in the third division uh, against mostly young guys, a lot of people who will never, ever make it to be to a top ranks. Uh, but if he wants to get his salary back and if he wants to get his pecking order within his stable back, uh, he'll want to get back to those salaried ranks and, and back to the top division. Wow, that's insane. Zero, zero, and 15 absences. What a fall. So how many of these guys fight injured? Because Well, compete, All excuse of them. me. Uh, cool. I see. You can say fight. They fight. Yeah. They strike each other. They hit. They smash the hell out of each other. Uh, but yeah, all, all of them fight injured because the, the penalties for for not competing, yeah. like it's a loss. If you, you can't, it's not like uh, in basketball where you can't play because you have an injury and you just take, you, you just come back to your team and play the next game. In sumo, if you're out, it's a loss. If you're out for an entire tournament, it's like you lost every match of the tournament. And your position on the Banzuke is affected by that. So this is a guy who blew out his ACL. Like I'm a big soccer fan. When you, that's a common injury in soccer. Yeah. An ACL injury basically means, okay, we'll see that player in a year. Yeah. They're out for an entire year. And then they're eased back uh, because it's an injury which can have a lot of reoccurrence. Um, but this is just 10 months between injury, surgery, and competing again in a combat sport. Mm-hmm. With that kind of weight on it, the, the weight bearing of, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So... I mean, I've seen some images of him training, and he is wearing a massive knee brace. And they'll tape that up with white tape over it, and he'll compete. And they must be hoping that just against Makashita-level wrestlers, he'll be able to wipe the floor of them relatively easy. Uh -huh. And in Makashita, you don't wrestle every day. You wrestle every other day. 
and you only have seven bouts versus uh, 15. Okay. So they must be hoping he can just kind of stop the bleeding when it comes to his uh, his fall down the rankings and just get a winning record and just hang out in, in Makashida for, for a couple of tournaments and then uh, get back into a, the upper ranks when uh, he's feeling more healthy. Is it possible we don't we see him not make it back in there? I mean, is it that bad? Well, they're saying his camp are saying that he's he's set to compete in Kyushu, mm. but we'll see. He's going to give it a go, it seems, and uh, hopefully uh, he's okay. Because you know, it's a great story having him and his brother have a top there, both fighting for for the highest rankings. It is very fun, and they're very popular online. Uh, the Wacker brothers. Uh, his his brother Wakamoto Haru has been really excellent since uh, his brother went down that injury. So I would love to see them them both back in the top division, and hopefully Wakataka Kagi gets there. Uh, but I just hope we don't see like a like a reoccurrence of his injury against a a low level wrestler in a in an empty stadium, which is uh, those Makashita bouts. There's like maybe five fans in in the in the lower bowl for those those bouts wow so tim gotta thank you for coming on and welcome you back next week for the second half of the tournament now that we've got the introduction we're gonna bring you back every time we have these tournaments so next week we'll be talking about what happened this week right sounds great all righty so what do you have on bloody elbow that you'll want people to look at in the next couple of days the next couple of days. Let's see. Well, I have a well. The my live results post for this sumo uh, tournament will be coming out. I think on Friday, and that'll be where you can hang out and see all of the results and the uh, highlights. I make lots of gifts to go with this, so you can watch. Uh, and bouts often last ten seconds, so I can get the whole thing in a gif. Oh, that's so awesome! You can, all, you can see all kinds of highlights and and replays that way, and a little bit of my analysis. Uh, outside of that, I'm going to be working on a crime report uh, covering uh, a week's worth of crime uh, and its intersection with combat sports, which is a new thing I'm going to start doing on the site. And already I have almost too much to write about because this stuff happens in combat sports all the time. Uh, so that's a bit more of a, a severe and serious read if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, if you want just the sumo stuff, though, uh, get on Substack and subscribe to Sumo Stomp. And you'll get notifications for whenever there's sumo stuff on Bloody Elbow. And uh, there's some in-depth uh, Substack exclusives you can find in there, too. Absolutely. All right, folks. Y'all already know the drill. Until next time, please stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this Bloody Elbow podcast production. Subscribe at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com. Give us your email and receive notifications when your favorite shows drop straight into your inbox. We're also found on a wide variety of podcast outlets. Just search for Bloody Elbow Podcasts and you will get new shows throughout the week, including the MMA Bunker and MMA Tete-a-Tete shows with Kid Nate, the Level Change Podcast, the Hey Not the Face Podcast, the MMA Vivisection Main Card and Prelims UFC Preview Shows, the Sixth Round Post Fight Show, the Show Money Podcast, and the MMA Depressed Us.